0: What a great God we serve today I want to say thank you for being here. It's good to see the griever family with us today and just thankful for all of our our people being here with us today those that have been sick, those that have been recuperating from car accidents we're glad they're here today and everybody's back in the house of the Lord and and uh, we're just believing God's going to do some great things today amen uh, one verse of scripture. Uh, as we finish the last lesson in this series on a power to be a witness, that good old familiar scripture, Acts 1 and 8. But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. We're just going to stop right there. We're going to be witnesses unto him. Let's pray for the lesson this morning. Lord, we love and praise you today. Thank you for your goodness and mercy and all that you do for us. Lord, we ask you today to just keep us, Lord, in the fear of you. Help us to receive your word. And, Lord, let us be the light shining in this world, the salt in this earth. We want someone to know our story. We want someone, most of all, to know your story. We want to be witnesses for you in Jesus' name. Everybody said Amen, and give him one more hand clap of praise before you're seated. Thankful that God has called us to be witnesses. You can be seated this morning. The the narrative that we'll read today will be you can find it in Acts 13, where Paul and uh, Barnabas, different ones, are ministering and evangelizing but from verses 8 through 12 where this narrative comes in talks about some things that they encountered we've talked about being a witness and God empowering us to be witness that we need to have vision and uh, you know things that we need as we uh, walk in this world and live our lives for God and and understanding that uh, God has placed such an important I guess, job on the church to let our light shine before men that they may see our good works and then glorify him. And oftentimes it is through uh, our witness, our testimony sometimes. It's the words that we speak or the life that we live that people see that there is a God. When people see your conversion, they realize that something has happened. I remember when I first came to the Lord that uh, a lot of you here did not know me uh, before I came to him before he got a hold of my heart and began to deal with me and the change uh, even to me was so radical that it was almost hard to believe sometimes that uh, my likes were so different and my dislikes now were so strong about the things that I had been a partaker of and how that uh, I've despised things that I once clung to. And it was amazing to me the transformation God made in my life. And I realized that scripture is true that old things really do pass away. They do. They pass away. They they leave your life. They, uh, you, know, you can remember them just as we remember things that pass away or loved ones that pass away in this world. There's a remembrance, but they're not there except in that memory. And that's where that stuff was at. And often I prayed, God, just give me spiritual amnesia because I don't even want to remember uh, who I was. But uh, I think we have to uh, remember I think that it's uh good that we can remember who we were before him, so that we know we never want to go back there right. because if there's one thing I'm a hundred percent certain of is that looking back at that person uh, when I see photographs of times before and i 'm not talking about good memory family times when I see uh, photos of the person I was and the you know the things that I was involved in or Uh, You know, there's flashbacks in my mind, and I I think, uh, I do not ever want to meet that man again. I don't want to ever see that person in the flesh again. Uh, I'm glad he is gone. I'm glad he has passed away. And uh, so being a witness today uh, in this last lesson, we're going to talk about the supernatural power. That comes with being a witness, and God gives us supernatural power as His witnesses. We just read the scripture after you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power it's It's not physical strength power it's not power to hold your car up and change the tire with one hand kind of power it's not Uh, you know, I can leap a tall building in a single bound or stop a speeding bullet kind of power. It's not that what he's talking about. It's not for us to make a show in the flesh. It is a power that comes from God. It is the Spirit of God dwelling inside of us, changing us from the inside outward and making us to be like him. It is the adoption process that now we are part of the body grafted in and now We are no longer our own because our body, our our spirit, the scripture tells us that we glorify God in our body and in our spirit, which are his. We've been bought with a price, been purchased by the blood of Jesus, and my life is not my own. If anyone has a problem with that, uh, letting go of that control, then you really need to spend some time praying and fasting because uh, God is... Uh, surely uh, in this thing to let us know, hey, uh, I am taking control of this now. You need to follow my lead. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost will lead us into all truth. And so uh, I no longer just walk in the ways that I want to walk, but I walk in the ways that he wants me to walk. I I walk by faith in him and I walk according to his word because his word truly is a light under my path and a lamp under my feet. And so I want to be a witness for him, not for me. I don't want to be a witness to the world of what I can make myself. I want to be a witness to the world of what he has made me as his hands are upon me on that wheel, uh, just like a lump of clay, and he's molding me and shaping me, and people see the finished product, what he has cut away, what he has marred out and pushed out and squeezed me into the place that he wants me to be. I want to be a witness, and I want uh, this power that God has given me to be a witness, One thing about uh, being a witness for him, you will encounter opposition. And it sometimes will come through people. And uh, sometimes it will come through your own flesh. Uh, It it will come through uh, spiritual battles that you'll fight. Because if there's one thing that this enemy who uh, hates our God so much does not want, it is for you to win anybody to him. He doesn't want you to tell somebody how he can deliver and set you free. He doesn't want you talking about the blood of Jesus washing away the sin that he was so happily decorating you with. He doesn't want you telling people about how God can change even the most worthless, useless, used up, beat down human in this world. He doesn't want you to stand up and proclaim the goodness of God. He doesn't want you to shine your light. He doesn't want you to tell people, I don't go there anymore and I don't do that anymore. And and he doesn't want people to inquire. He doesn't want you preaching and teaching Bible studies. There's there's going to be opposition. And sometimes your flesh is going to fight it because you can't understand all the things that God's uh, letting you go through. You can't can't understand these trials and tests sometimes, but you've just got to learn to trust God through it all. And uh, since God being the great God that he is, he knows that you're going to face opposition. And so... He said, I'm not just going to tell you about me and let you read a book about me and then expect you to be able to be the witness that I need you to be. And so Jesus spent time with his disciples, letting them know, hey, I'm not going to leave you comfortless, but I am going to come to you. And there's going to be a spirit. It's the spirit of truth that's going to dwell inside of you. And it will lead you into all truth. And it will be with you. It will give you words to say when you're opposed. You won't have to scrounge around trying to flip the pages figuring out what's my answer. The Holy Ghost will give you an answer. And so Jesus tells these people that are getting ready to tarry in Jerusalem. He said, you go on because once you receive this, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power to be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Samaria, the othermost parts of the world. And and uh, if you think that being a witness for him is just going to uh, be so easy and breezy that you don't have any opposition, you haven't read the Bible. You haven't read about the, the people who were... Uh, thrown in the lion's dens and you haven't read about the people who were tortured and made to fight wild beasts and they were sawn asunder and they they lived in caves and they hid and and you know why because people didn't want them preaching and teaching and and telling people about jesus and if you think it's changed today you hadn't they may not be uh tearing us in pieces yet they may not be locking us up yet but let me tell you uh people don't want to hear About Jesus and let me tell you the enemy that goes about as a roaring lion he still doesn't want you talking about Jesus and he doesn't want you to live for God but he wants you to stay back he wants you to go back he wants you to turn around so that you can't witness because the world needs a light the world needs Jesus and guess where he lives he lives inside of you and he lives inside of me. And if we didn't have what he gave us, if we didn't have the Holy Ghost down inside of us, uh, we would not be able to be witnesses. There's nothing there that we could prove. We'd have no power for miracles. We'd have no power to actually change who we are. People try to change a lot on their own. It never seems to work. Even simple things like dieting and things like that that people attempt, oftentimes they fail. Oftentimes trying to quit habits and things that held them back. They just can't do it on their own. But, but you talk to somebody who, who got a, an encounter with God. Talk to somebody that uh, met Jesus while they were struggling and how he opened up the doors, and how he broke the chains. You're going to find some stories of, of victory. You're going to find some stories of overcoming. Talk to some people who have lived for God 60 and 70 years, and, and go to them and, and say, did you encounter any opposition? Well, I sure did. Well, then how are you still here? It's because the Holy Ghost that lives inside of me kept me here. If would tell you, you can talk to some old-timers, as we like to say, and you could find out how they used to call them names and persecute them. And, and you could even go back, and some of our, our friends, their relatives were beaten for baptizing people in Jesus' name. They they would take them out and, and whip them and beat them and tell them, don't preach in that name and don't baptize in that name. And you know what they do? They'd wipe the blood from their back and change their shirt, and they'd head to the river and say, I'm going to baptize them anyway. Oh, so I'm telling you that there's going to be opposition to your witness. And sometimes it may seem like it gets the best of you. But it can't take the Holy Ghost from you. All you got to do is get yourself back under that subjection to the Holy Ghost. Get back under the leading of the Spirit and be a witness. If you read... In Hebrews 11, you read about all these people that are these heroes of faith. When you study their lives, you'll find the times that they failed. That they fail. That they made grievous mistakes. But still, they find themselves listed as heroes of our faith. You still read about them. You think about, man, I wish I could be like them. I wish I could be like David. Well, if you're going to be like David then you're going to desire to get back up after you fall. I had the the strength that Samson had. Well, If you want to be like Samson, get ready to get your eyes put out so you can see that it's God that you really need. Mm -hmm. You want to be like Paul? Then get ready for the thorn in your flesh that God says, I'm not taking that away my grace is sufficient for you let me tell you you want to be like them it ain't all about the victories they won it's about the overcoming that they did it's about the hard times they went through it's about uh, that you know why they're such a good witness because they didn't quit when they made a mistake they didn't quit when they failed. but they got back up and they kept serving god you know to makes people uh love people of god when they can connect because if you come to them like i've never done nothing wrong They know that ain't true, but when you act like you're holier than thou and self-righteous and never made a mistake, they can't relate to that, but when you can look at them and say, look, honey, I know what it's like to fall flat on your face. I know what it's like to disappoint the one that gave his life for me. I know what that's like, but his love and mercy still covers me, and and when I get up and repent of my sins and say, God, I'm sorry, that's not who I want to be. When I pray like David and say, don't take your Holy Spirit away from me and don't cast me away from your presence. That's the witness. Amen. David's such an incredible witness because he was a man after God's own heart. He said, I hid his word in my heart. The psalmist wrote, I've hid the word of God in my heart so I wouldn't sin against him. There's things that they realized and learned that their expectation was in him. And if they'd trust in God, they'd be like Mount Zion that remains forever, shall not be removed. But you ever uh, climb a mountain or been on a mountain? It can be one of the most dangerous places in the world. Storms still happen on mountains. People die on mountains. Tragedies happen on mountains. He said, I'm just telling you, you'll be there. You'll make it through. If you can just trust in God and, and if we can take this Holy Ghost and, and treat it as more than just the seasoning for our services, but it is the Spirit that we live by every day, not just on Sunday. It's not just our tune up for Sunday, it's not just our tune up for revival, but it is our life. We live by the Spirit, we walk in the Spirit. The words that Jesus spoke, He said, their Spirit. And their life, everything about this book should be in, our ha- in our, this house, this vessel, this, this earthen vessel. And that's where that light comes from. The Bible says if there's no word in our life, there's no light in our life. And if there's no word and there's no light, there's no witness. But the entrance of his word, it brings light. It brings revelation. It brings illumination. When His word, we're born again, says by the word of God. People see the new you by the word that's in you. And if all we do is get an experience and then never touch this word, never read this word, never walk by this word, they can't believe what you've got. Oh, yeah, I I did that. I don't see no evidence of it. I want the word in my life. And guess what? In the word, it talks about us confessing our faults. That's a witness to him. That you trust him enough to fix you. After you've been born again and washed and cleaned, you trust him enough to cleanse you all over again. You trust him enough to keep loving you because you believe that his love and mercy is new every morning. That's witness to him. And so uh, there's going to be opposition. But God gave us the Holy Ghost so we could withstand opposition. And when we start telling people about the Lord and preaching about the Lord, we're going to withstand opposition. And Paul and Barnabas were were preaching, and uh, they were uh, preaching to a guy. Uh, he was the, the uh, governor here, the uh, let's see if that's what I'm what I'm looking for. He, his name was Sergius Paulus, and this is who they were preaching to. And and while they were preaching, there was a sorcerer, uh, Elimus or Elimus, however you want to say it. Uh, he came and started uh, pestering Paul and and bothering Barnabas. He He's trying to stop them from from winning this man because. Uh, this was his livelihood and, he, and he, he didn't want them to turn to the truth, to the gospel. that said he would stood them. He was trying to turn the deputy away from the faith. And you know what Paul did? He turned around and he smote the man with blindness. Paul had had enough of this opposition. And so he turned around and he said, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you're going to be blind and you're not going to see the sun for a season. Maybe Paul was trying to uh, help him see something that, it, you know, it took blindness for Paul to realize uh, that he needed the Lord. God blinded him on the road to Damascus. And so maybe this was Paul saying, let's see if blindness will work for you. Because I know one thing is going to do is going to stop you from hindering me. And it said when Sergius Paulus saw that uh, the miraculous smiting of this sorcerer, It says that he believed because he was astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Now, I'm not telling you that you're going to go around making people blind for a season. What I am telling you is that you've got power to stop whatever's coming against your witness. That there'll be things, let me tell you, there'll be things that'll come in so sweet and smooth that you can't even, oh, there's no way that is something that's going to hurt me. Well, just ask Eve how easy it is to to listen to the whispering of of that serpent. And let me tell you, that uh, the scripture says that even uh, Satan can come in as an angel of light. And and if he can do that, it's no great thing if his ministers can do that. They can come in smooth and slick and sweet and soft and subtle. With gifts, surprises and blessings in their hands. Or so it seems until you find out it ain't a blessing that all of a sudden whatever it was got you out of the presence of God. Whatever it was got you away from uh, the witness that you were supposed to be. But what I'm telling you is that you've got power in the Holy Ghost that you can discern that so you can stop it at the door. You've got the power to rebuke that so you can get it off of you. You've got the power in the name of Jesus and the Holy Ghost that lives inside of you to do away with opposition, yeah. things that would hinder you from being the witness that God called you to be. The Bible says that we would be overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. If you don't have the blood of the Lamb, you'll have a testimony. But when that blood's applied, there's a, a testimony that uh, they nobody can change. Can't nobody stop. And, and, and Jesus knew it. And he said, I'm, I'm letting you know that that's overcoming power. Overcoming power for you. When you think back to where God brought you from, it ought to encourage you. When you think about the thing, back to the things that God has done for you, miracles that you know it was God, no way else, and, and that testimony, you, you encourage yourself in the Lord. You get like David when he was down and crying and weeping because everything was gone at Ziklag, and, and then he it says finally he, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Remembered that, hey, this is bad, but I still got a God. And he found out that God was still with him and said, yeah, go pursue it. Go get it. Go get it back. And he did it. God's put something in you to be an overcomer. Your testimony is not weak. Your testimony is not just something of the past, but it's something that will help you overcome and somebody else overcome. We need to share it. God gives us power. Was all, Jesus was showing us glimpses of that. He, in Luke chapter 10, he, he sent the 70 out to, to preach and to heal and deliver. But he knew they would encounter opposition. But they came back in verse 17. He said, listen, they, they told him they were rejoicing. Even the devils are subject to us to thy name. Everything that opposed us had to just get back when we spoke your name. Everything that worked against us and tried to stop us, it had to go at the name of Jesus. And then the Lord told him in in verse 19, he said, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you there's things that'll fight you. There's things that, that'll, that when I say hurt, I don't mean just something causing you physical pain or break your heart. I'm talking about stop you. Hurt you to the point that you can't witness anymore. Hurt you to the point that you quit church. And let me tell you, if you trust him, that don't happen. You think everybody sitting in church hadn't had every opportunity to leave? People sitting in this house today, you've had tragedy and things and trials and tests. And, and you could just throw your hands up and say, what good is it? But there's something inside of you that says, no, you keep going. There's something inside of you that says, you keep hanging on. Because you realize outside of him, there is nothing. There's been heartache and tragedy and pain and suffering and yet we're still here because there's a witness inside of us. There's a Holy Ghost inside of us. He was despised. He was rejected. And the servant is not greater than his master. So get ready. It's coming. I want to be like Jesus. Get ready to be despised. Get ready to be talked about. Come on. Get ready to go through it. But guess what? You will go through it. And you'll be victorious. Maybe you'll just say like him, to this end was I born. Well, to this end was I born again. When I go through things today and I think, my goodness, just trying to serve God. Exactly. Because that's part of serving God. There's going to be, don't, don't tell anybody it's, it's all rainbows and unicorns till Jesus comes back. Because they're going to quit on God. Well, they said, so I must be doing something wrong. It must not be right because I'm struggling. Yeah, you're struggling. Sometimes you'll pray and it feels like your sweat's going to turn into blood. Maybe you'll have to be like Jesus and and go into a little agony sometimes. But it's so it can get you to the purpose that you were designed for. Before he ever went to the cross, he went and got down on his knees in that garden and he prayed. Boy, you know what a witness that was. Because the man, the, the centurion standing by the cross looked up and said, Truly, this is the Son of God. With blood running off of him, his flesh hanging off of him, that's how he saw who he was supposed to be. And sometimes the world was going to see you in your sacrifice. They're not going to always see you in your shout. They're not going to always see you in your glory. But sometimes they're going to see you in your sacrifice. They're going to see you in your pain. They're going to see you in your suffering. And that's the witness that God has called you to. Hang on, honey. It'll be all right. Jesus knew already, it said, for the joy that was set before him. He knew that hanging on that cross would not the last stop. Go ahead and destroy this temple in three days. I'll raise it up. You better know that for every child of God that's got the Holy Ghost, there's a resurrection coming. And I'm not just talking about that last day. I'm talking about like Jesus told him about Lazarus. I know he's dead. I know he stinks. And I know y'all think it's over. But I said, if you'll just believe, you're going to see the glory of God. And if you just keep on believing, you're going to get back up. Yes. He just came to heal people. He just came to save them. He just came to love them. He just came into his own. And look where it put him. You think we any different? It happens. It happens. But it don't change what God thinks about me. It don't change what I think about God. It don't make me lose faith in him. Mm -mm. Nope. There's something going on inside of every born again child of God. There's there's something. I'm not saying it's impossible for us to be lost. People can walk away from the truth. They do it every day. You can walk away from God. People do it every day. You can stop trusting God. People do it every day. But if you will let it. When you relinquish. When you let go, that's the witness. Uh, you know, I don't want to be a witness unto myself. I want it to be the Lord through me. I don't have no light of my own to shine. If I had to shine my own light, it wouldn't be very bright. It wouldn't help anybody anyway. But if I can shine His light... If I can shine the light that he's given me. If I can be what he wants me to be. You're going to have opposition. It's going to come. It's going to happen. But God gave you the power to stand the opposition. He gave you the power to preach anyway. To live anyway. He gave you the power to get back up. The Holy Ghost equips you to be a witness. It's in the word. It's in the very scripture. It's in the recipe for every child of God. And ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses. You can't dissect that. You can't take that line out. If you receive the Holy Ghost, that power comes with it. Whether you access it or not, it's completely up to you. Whether you let it run in your life, it's completely up to you. It ain't no different than EMC coming to your house and saying the power is on. It's up to you whether you flip the switch. It's up to you whether you turn the whatever else on. You can be sitting in a dark house. I've said this before, you know, a lot of times people, man, they electric bill, it's tough sometimes. Don't cut them lights on. It's the middle of the day. Why do you need lights on? We do everything we can to avoid paying. But you know what? People do that with the Holy Ghost. They they glad it's on. I'm going to turn it on when I need it. You know what? Just let it run. Just let it run. He's already paid the bill for the Holy Ghost. Let it run. Let the light turn. Don't never turn that light off because the bill won't never affect you. You go ahead and be that living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Go ahead and be what somebody needs you to be. Be that light. Be that witness. Be what God called you to be. Paul said this when he wrote to the church in Corinth. And I, brethren, this is 1 Corinthians 2 and 1. He said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I didn't come with excellency of speech, wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ, and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, fear, trembling. My speech was preaching. You know, people don't think about that with Paul. Paul was weak, fear, trembling. He said, But my speech and my preaching, was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. It wasn't about the size of the vessel. It wasn't about his education. It wasn't about his stature. It wasn't any of that, those kind of things. It was about the Spirit and it was the power that comes with the Spirit. He said, I came preaching. It wasn't just words. He said, but there was a demonstration of the Spirit and of power that came from God. When he struck me down on that road to Damascus, when I was baptized in his name, when I was filled with the Holy Ghost, yeah, I got something. I've got thorns in my flesh, but I got something else. I got something else in my flesh. It's the Holy Ghost of God. And he says, when I came uh, preaching and and I knew I had opposition and everywhere Paul went, they were stoning him and leaving him for dead, uh, chasing him out. He was going out of windows in baskets. He was trying to escape because they was always trying to kill him just for preaching found himself in prisons and shipwrecks and all over the place just for preaching. But he said, I didn't come with just words. You know why I'm still going? You know why I'm still working? Why I'm still preaching? You know why he said, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course and kept the faith? Because there was something inside of him that kept him going. Something that he trusted more than he trusted himself. He said, this is so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. There's something that God puts in us so people will see God. Not just us, but God. When they see your light, they'll glorify your Father in heaven. That's what what Jesus said. When they see your good works, that light that's on those good works, they're going to know who you are, who you belong to. We've talked about it through these lessons. We've talked about how that... uh, they were so they were the disciples that uh, they weren't educated and learned people. But when the, these uh, men got together and saw them, they realized and took notice of them that they had been with Jesus. There was uh, something inside of them that just shined out of them. They they knew that there's no way the way they talk, the way they act. These men have been with Jesus. I hope that nobody ever has to wonder if I've been with Jesus. I hope that nobody ever has to wonder. That I've been with Jesus. So God gave us a witness, a testimony, and power to back it up. Because He knows. There ain't nothing harder, I think, for a new convert. Because I remember, I'll just I'm telling you from personal experience, it's that breaking away from whoever your crowd was, whoever your group was. Well, I had guys that I was so close with. We was like, I told somebody, I said, we just like fingers on a hand. I said, we connected. I said, we was there. I said, and we would have beat you down for one another. I said, we would die for each other. That's the way we were. And when I got into the church, none of them were with me. And almost immediately, they didn't want nothing else to do with me. And I cried over it. But I sure didn't leave church over it. I worried about it. I wondered about it. I invited them to church. They wouldn't come. But there was something that happened inside of me that I knew there is no way I'm going back. Because the only hope they got of getting here is for me to keep shining the light. You know that old that commercial, we'll leave the light on for you. You know what I was telling them? I'm going to leave the light on for you. Because one day you're going to decide, I got to get out of this dark world. And I remember, I remember what he said. I remember something he said. And and I want to be, when they come to me, they find the light on. I don't want them to come to me and say, hey, what was that that happened that was so good to you? It wasn't really nothing. I didn't stay with it. Oh, I'm glad that it's been uh, almost 26 years later, and I'm still with it because God has kept me. Because time and time again, when my heart was hurt, when I was wondering what was going on, God has kept me. And he'll keep you too. Share your story. Because they can question your education, your knowledge of Scripture, Things like that, and that's a lot of times that's what shuts people up. They don't wanna say anything. But you wanna know what people can't do anything about? Your experience. Right. They can say, You didn't speak in tongues. Yes, I did. <laughs> you no. Yeah, I did. I don't care if you believe it or not. It doesn't matter right. because I know that right. nothing really happened to you. You ain't really ever felt God. You can't you come too late to tell me. You you, see, you can question my knowledge of scripture. You can say, well, you didn't go to Bible college or anything like that. You can make all kind of excuses up to discredit me, but you cannot discredit my testimony because I know what I heard. I know what I felt. I know what happened. So, hey, tell your story. Tell your story. Charles Spurgeon, he said this about our testimony You have never truly found Jesus if you do not tell others about him. It's a lot to think about. Why would you ever keep that secret? We'll call people when we know there's a good sale at the store. We'll call people and tell them where the best places are to fish and hunt. We'll tell them about uh, the best place to get your car tuned up or worked on, the best body shop. We'll tell them uh, the best places to eat, the best restaurants, the best hotels to stay in. Anytime we know there's something good, we'll share it. What about Jesus? Because you ain't found nothing better than him. You ain't found nothing better than the Holy Ghost living inside of you. So why would we keep our mouths shut about him? Why would we not talk about the Holy Ghost? I know it can be kind of, I don't know how they're going to act if I tell them, I'm scared they're going to ask me, do I speak in tongues? Well, if they ask you that, you just tell them the truth. Well, what if they don't believe me? Well, what if they don't? It don't change that you did. They may not. Hey, because guess what? Most of us, if we wasn't raised around it, we didn't know what it was all about. I sure didn't know what it was all about. I'd seen people speaking in tongues. Well, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know that it was from God. I didn't I just, I know if they had a book that they learned that language and it was part of what they do. I had no idea about the Holy Ghost. Until I did. And when I did, there wasn't no in it. And so, tell your story. Somebody's waiting to hear your story. And then, uh, to tell your story, you get to tell his story. Well, how'd you get here? Him. And now I get to talk to him about the death and the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I get to tell him about someone who loved me so much that he gave his life so I could live. And now I get to uh, talk about, and then and, and you can just build from there. Because there ain't nothing happened in his life that, that don't have application in our life. People, man, I, I need a healing. You know what? Jesus was healing people all the time when he walked on this earth and still healing people today. Oh, man, I got these struggles and these chains. I mean, Jesus was always delivering people and setting people free when he walked on this earth, and he's still doing it today. He was tempted in all points as we were. That means he went. It doesn't just mean he was tempted to sin. It was the trials and tests and things he went through, the things that he faced, and so he faced the things that we're facing. He he went head to head with with uh, sicknesses. He went head to head with spirits. He went head to head with with people in the world, and he always overcame. And we can too. Let's stand together this morning, thankful for the witness that God's given me. I love living for God so much that I am so thankful that Jesus made a way where we never have to be without him. I am so glad that he gave us something that will help us stick. Brother Stevens, it's great to wake up and know I've still got the Lord. It's so good to, to get out of that bed and stand up and think the mercy of the Lord is still new every morning. And he still loves me and he's still watching me and he's still taking care of me. And it's so good to know that I didn't wake up today and look around and go, where did he go? Where is he at? But he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I sure won't leave you comfortless, but I'll come to you. Let's lift our hands and just love him for a moment and thank him. I want you to thank him for your testimony. How long has it been since you just went? Turn the pages all the way back to the beginning. To that day that you decided to repent of your sins. That day you were baptized in Jesus' name. That day you were filled with the Holy Ghost. How long has it been since you just thanked Him? Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the witness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my testimony, Lord. Thank you for my testimony, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We praise you. Oh, we praise you. We praise you praise you. Don't, hey, don't fall into that trap of trying to compare your testimony to somebody else. Say it all. I don't have a greater testimony. God gave you the testimony you got to reach the people that he's going to put in your path. He gave them their testimony so they could be effective to the people they're going to meet. Your testimony is custom built and designed just for you so that you can be the best witness that you called to be. So don't ever downplay your testimony. Don't ever try to act like it's not as great as somebody. Let me tell you, it took the same blood for every one of us. Whether you was born in the alley or born on the pew. The same blood for all of us. And it's the same Holy Ghost goes into all of us. Aren't you thankful for it this morning? Come on, give him a hand, clap of praise in this house this morning. Mighty God. Glad to be a child of the king this morning. Uh, God is good. Let's find a place to pray before the next service. Shake a few hands and greet one another. God bless you.